welcome to Bitches Hardcore with Kelly and Anisha. The feminist horror <laughs> podcast. We took a long hiatus because we live in a third floor attic and it gets really hot in the summer, so it's really hard to record. And it's really hard to, you know, watch horror movies on our TV when we can't stand to be in the in the room with the television. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's finally cooled down in time for fall and Halloween is coming up, so we thought we'd record another podcast. Um, so... Our most, we usually start with our, the most recent movie we've watched, so Kelly, do you want to talk about Southbound? Yeah. Well, the most recent movies we watched are for our topic today, so the, the most recent movie that's not related to today's topic that we watched um, together is called Southbound. It was a um, collection of, I think, five short films, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of connected. It starts with this um, creepy thing where these two guys, are, they're like covered in blood, and they're like driving through the desert, and there's these like... It was it was very aesthetically cool. Not uh-huh. sure what was going on, but it looked creepy. Mm-hmm. And they like kind of are driving through the same stretch of desert over and over again. Um, so I think about three of the short stories were really interesting, and mm-hmm. two of them were really shitty. Yeah, my favorite short story, and um, they all kind of led into one one another. Like at the end of the like one where they're driving through the desert, it like cuts to another like down the road, and I think the, like, girls in the bus were driving by or yeah. something. It's cool because it was, like, um, like a loop format of a horror movie, which I think is really interesting yeah. and really creepy because it was just, like, the last, one continuous yeah, loop. The yeah. last story kind of led right into the first one again. But the best one was about these uh, this girl band um, driving through the desert. Their van breaks down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was super creepy um, and super cool having, yeah. like, just, like, this three women, yeah. you know. Yeah, you should watch it if you like short stories. Um, some of it was kind of gory, so if you're not into that, maybe skip. We, we skipped one. Yeah. It was a little gross. One of them was pretty gory. So, yeah. Um, Anisha's going to tell you about the most recent one she watched, which is different than mine. So, I recently watched Zombievers, which is, it was kind of like a horror parody movie, but I thought it was pretty funny. Um, it's about zombie beavers, so it was, <laughs> this beaver dam um, got infected by, like, toxic waste, and all the beavers turned into zombies and attacked a bunch of people. Um, it was definitely a horror parody. It was also very gory, and um, all the women characters were obviously, like, super sexualized and weird, but it was pretty entertaining as, like, a funny horror parody movie, so I would recommend watching it. The beavers were also, like, really cute, so it was kind of adorable. (laughs) The puppet beavers were very well done. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, so our theme today is possession. Uh, we recently watched, um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose and The Taking of Deborah Logan, which are two movies that are about um, two women being possessed. Mm-hmm. So uh, we all are also today going to be talking about The Exorcist, your classic possession movie, mm-hmm. and Jennifer's Body. We've watched them less recently, but we kind of recently enough so that we can remember them and talk about them. Yeah. Uh, the first movie we're talking about today is The Exorcist. You know what she did? <laughs> your canting daughter. It was based off of um, a book... Um, that was based off of a true story um, about a young boy in, instead of a woman, actually. Um, and his, uh, they don't release his real name. His name was Roland Doe. It took place in 1949. Um, but they changed the male character to a woman, mm-hmm. which is our first point we're talking about. Why did they change this boy to a girl in the movie? Yeah. 
Well, I think the first question is, like, a lot of these possession movies are based on women and, like, why... Or women and girls, too. But, like, why is it always women and girls? Like, it's hard to think about... I can't even think of an exorcism movie that's, like, about men. Even though... Even The Exorcist, which was, like, based on a story about a boy, they, like, still changed it to a girl. And I think a lot of it comes back to, like, the notions of, like, women's bodies being exploited... And even in, like, supernatural states, women not having control over their bodies and having control or agency over themselves and how, you know... Men um, are always in control. Right. So it's hard for people who are writing this to imagine a man being put in that situation. Right. It's kind of um, unthinkable. And that kind of is a theme throughout all of the movies we're talking about yeah. today, not just The Exorcist. Yeah. Um, specifically, we feel like The Exorcist, they change it to um, a little girl because a lot of the... Um, like shocking things that she did were like very sexual. Yeah. She said some like really vulgar stuff. She like kind of like like sticks like a crucifix in her vagina. It's yeah. like very like sexualized and like disgusting. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of they wanted to add to the shock factor by saying, okay, like like this is like girls are like pure, girls are like innocent, like girls wouldn't be saying this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it kind of to like scare the audience more. Mm-hmm. So the mother in the movie, um was agnostic, so she wasn't religious at all, but um, her child was just doing all these, like, outrageous things, like stabbing herself with a crucifix and the vagina and, like, swearing a lot and, you know, just being very violent, like, projectile vomiting over people and oh, stuff. It's really gory. Really gory. Really gross. Oh, but she pees on the floor. She pees on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. No, it is, like, you're right. It is, like, that shock factor of, like, girls don't do gross things, too. Which like they do. And in boys real life. do. Yeah. Like, boys pee. Boys, like, vomit. But, like, girls, like, oh, my God. But I think it's also, because her mother was agnostic, she was kind of, like, trying to figure out every option possible. And in those days, because religion was, like, had a huge influence on a lot of people in society and for her to be agnostic I think is very surprising but anyway so she's um she's still consented to doing an, an exorcism because I think she'll do whatever it takes to like get her child to be better so I think that's also a huge theme in the movie is the mother is just like constantly trying to figure out all these options so she can really anything make sure. to like keep the child at home rather than hospitalizing her yeah which is a theme in a few of the movies that we've talked about like um we're going to talk about, like, why they keep, why do they keep these people home and try to take care of them themselves instead of putting them in the hospital where they probably should be. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing is the priest they call, um, what's his, Karis? Yeah, Karis. Is not particularly, particularly religious. He's a priest who's thinking about leaving, right. like, the priesthood. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember that for some reason they think that he's, like, the best man for the job. Right, yeah. Um, maybe because he, like, would connect to the family best. I can't exactly remember, but I think that was an interesting point yeah. um, in the movie. He's, like, talking to, like, he's, like, talking to um, one of the other priests and, like, saying that this is not the right place for him, mm-hmm. like, whatever, whatever. And yeah. then he kind of does this exorcism, and it it brings him back to the church. He, like, believe. He believes in God because he believes in evil, which is also, like, a theme in a few of the movies. I'm not sure why seeing something super evil makes all these people believe in God. I mean, right. It's, it's kind of weird. It's like, yeah, it's like an expl- unexplainable. It's like you're trying to explain the unexplained, right? You can't just, like, <laughs> rationalize women or these girls being, like, really evil. You have to be like, oh, it's this, like, greater thing that we have to combat instead yeah. of, like... The women more, are fucked up sometimes. Right, yeah, the, like, mental illness factor. Or just, like, maybe these women, like, need to be... I don't know. It's, you know, the whole, like, hysteria of of 
religious hysteria and stuff like that. Yeah, so The Exorcist is really good. We also wanted to mention that, like, Karis was, like, super gay with his priest friend. Yeah, they, they were, were like, like, holding hands. <laughs> yeah. They, like, loved each other so much. Yeah. We were watching this, and we were like, they were, like, super gay together. Yeah. This is, this is nice. And I think the other, Joseph Dyer, the other father, was, like, also really trying to help Karis through his, like, bullshit. They were just, like, really good. They were just, like, so good for each other. I don't know. It was really Karis cute. Karis was, like, really depressed because he, like, his mom just died and mm-hmm. also, like was, you know, trying to leave the church, but, like, you know, experiencing this, like, really fucked up exorcism and dealing with all of this stuff in the meantime. So I think it was just nice to see, like, him have a nice boyfriend. So it, I think it is, like, the kind of original Possession movie that really brought exorcisms into the realm of horror. Um, it is. Because it is, like... It's terrifying. Right, it's terrifying, but, like, there are people in the world who, like, believe in this shit. Yeah. And, like, really, like, use it as a way to rationalize mental illness in a way. Um, yeah. And I think the exorcist, the exorcist was really interesting because, like, mental illness was, like, absolutely not brought up. It was not these, talked about at all. In yeah. these other movies, it's, like, definitely, like... Talked about. Talked about, which is important. Yeah. yeah. So, so, moving on. So, we have two exorcism movies. Um, the second exorcism movie we just watched this morning... Um, sort of in preparation for this podcast is The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Have you seen the news about this priest? I heard something about an exorcism gone bad, but I don't know the details. It was very scary. It was. So that was also similar to The Exorcist based on a true story. Annalise Michel, who is um, a woman in Germany in like the 70s, I think. Um, She underwent 10 months of exorcism rituals, which is, like, a really disturbingly long amount of time that her parents and um, her priest initiated to overcome what was probably just epilepsy and severe depression. Probably. (laughs) Most likely. Um, Her family was, like, also very religious. She was very religious. Yeah, she was super religious. Um, Um, And so the exorcism of Emily Rose was based off of that, which was kind of Yeah, it was also interesting. This 10 months of exorcism um, was secret. They yeah. didn't tell anyone about it, which kind of leads me to believe that they probably knew they were doing something that was wrong. Right. They probably knew that this was some bullshit, but they're, like, super religious, and they kind of want to rationalize, why is my daughter acting this way? Right. Like, there's no way she can be ill. I don't, like, they don't want to kind of believe that or don't believe in that, yeah. as some people do. Yeah. Um, and they rationalize it through their religion. So, this movie was, I really liked it because it was, like, kind of, like, based on the trial that took place after the exorcism so it wasn't about it was about the exorcism itself but like it really looked at when um after the exorcism took place the um priest was um on trial for negligent homicide for not you know oh yeah because she dies yeah emily dies and that's like at the beginning of the movie you find that out but he doesn't get hospitalized she doesn't get the right treatment which she needs and she dies due to starvation um and other related injuries probably from the exorcism and also from her psychosis. Yeah. The main character of the movie is, um, what's her name? Erin Bruner. Yeah. So she is the um, lawyer that's defending the priest. And um, we were talking, it's, it's cool that she's just, the whole movie's about her and her journey through trying to defend this. She doesn't really believe in God. Yeah. Um, but she, like, believes in this man. She believes he's a good man. Yeah. And she, like, defends him. Honestly, her defense is pretty bullshit. It's weak as hell. Um, yeah. It's, like, nice to see a woman being the main character, being, like, like a smart woman yeah, lawyer. lawyer. Um, it was shitty to see her have, like... I mean, I don't know anything about, like, being a lawyer, but I could sit... She was... Her defense was shitty. It, it was, was bad. It was bad. It was and I think it was also... So, like, the horror element really came in when um, she was also being, like, 
I'm not haunted, but she was like seeing things in the same way Emily was seeing things. So they talk about... Yeah, they said she was under attack was the phrase right. they used. Yeah. So they talk about how Emily, when she was, like, first starting to experience these symptoms, would, would like, smell something burning or, like, yeah. go outside and, like, see visions. Um, and Erin, who's the main character, also experiences those kinds of things as the movie goes on. I don't know. It was a really it was interesting. scary. It was really scary. Yeah, the movie was just like straight up scary all the way through. There was like no build up at all. Yeah, I like some build up. Um, it was so we that were was just kind of, kind of tense the whole time through. We needed we needed to like yeah. de stress a little. Yeah. Um, but it was nice that it like covered the trial and like went to like Emily's experiences and her flashback. And the entire movie is talking about like the priest really wants to tell Emily's story, which is. Yeah. Whatever. But I don't, know. I don't really know he, what that meant. They were convinced that once her story was told, that like. I don't know, people would, like, believe in God. They yeah. kind of all thought it was a joke, honestly. Right. So that didn't really happen. Right. And they kept talking about how there's no way it could have been a mental illness because, like, Emily had a happy childhood. She was, like, fine oh, until shit. she, like, left to go to university and experience all these, like, awful things. And the only rationalization they could think of, like, instead of, like, transitions, which really usually, like, cause mental illness and mental illness has, like, a, the incidence rate definitely takes place from, like, 18 to 25 for a lot of these things that she was experiencing. They were, like, the only way we can rationalize this is saying that she's, like, possessed. possessed. Instead and of getting also, her the actual help that she needed. One of the arguments was she was on um, medication for her epilepsy and um, she was still experiencing symptoms. Yeah. Which, you know, Happens. can happen. Yeah. And instead of like going to the doctor and adjusting her medication or trying something new or like yeah. any of these things, they're saying, well, the medication isn't working. Obviously, she was possessed. Yeah. Well, she wasn't epileptic. And that's like. People being, it's just showing, like, people being uneducated about how mental illness works and how medication works and how treatment works is just kind of caused this situation that led to her death. In, like, the the real woman who this happened to, Annalise Michelle, and in the movie Emily Rose, we're, like, super-duper religious, the family's super religious, and something that really interests me, I mean, in, like, a horrible kind of way, is um, religion is, like, very prominent in a lot of, like, mental illnesses, specifically, like, OCD, there's, like, a really common um, type of OCD is, like, a religious manifestation where um, people feel that their um, compulsions are either sort of, like, a, a message from God or alternately, like, like demonic. And because they kind of know these compulsions don't make sense, they know they're not part of them, and the way they rationalize it is that they're, like, there's a supernatural element behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like a fear of death, fear of the afterlife that kind of like compels them to have these obsessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something that's overlooked in the like movie in the trial is how like, like she believes that she's possessed by like a demon. Right. That's super duper common to mental illness. It's like any people who are like very religious who have mental illness is often like sort of, bring that into their mental illness because Mm -hmm. it's important to them and because they're raised with it. Obviously, it's part of their personality. Obviously, it's going to be sort of a part of their mental illness and it's not completely separate at all. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's, like, really interesting and not mentioned at all in the movie. Yeah. So we talk about um, The Exorcist and this movie and then we're going to talk about um, The Taking of Deborah Logan, which we mentioned earlier. Um, And they all kind of cover, like, women at different periods in their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, I think Emily was interesting because she's, like, a 19-year-old girl, and she's, like, you know, going leaving home for the first time. It's, like, a huge transition from her to go from her, like, very religious small-town family to, like, a big city. And it's really interesting that she, like, keeps this notion of religion so important in her life that when she starts experiencing these symptoms, as Kelly was saying, it's, like... um, 
it's a way to, for her to rationalize that, but also, like, take her back to her family and the people she feels most comfortable with, and they, like, definitely encourage that as a thing, because, like, her priest, her, like, dad, and some random doctor were all, and her boyfriend are, like, all present for her exorcism and really think this is the way to go, even though That's not. it might not be, <laughs> yeah. So, I think it was interesting. I really liked the, um, that it was, like, a kind of legal trial, as I mentioned before. It was a very unique movie in that kind of way. It was very, like, cool. aesthetically beautiful. It was also very It was creepy. Beautiful. Like, the visuals. There's a lot of, like, fog and snow. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's a fun watch. It's beautiful. Yeah. If you like a beautiful movie, watch it. So, another movie is Jennifer's Body. You're killing people. No. I'm killing boys. Which, um, is a really great movie directed by Diablo Cody and stars a lot of women and is very feminist and weird and also kind of a horror parody movie um it has megan fox as the main character and she's kind of this like lesbian weird demon who only kills men as part of her demonic possession and i like the history of her possession is because she um was offered as a virgin sacrifice to the devil by this like weird like satanic band um and but because she like wasn't a virgin it backfired and she just became (laughs) possessed by a, a demon um but it's a great movie. I don't really have a lot to say about it because it's just kind of like a weird parody movie. But um, like, like I said, it's women directed. It's like very focused on the two main characters who are Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox. Megan Fox is like a violent demon. She like actively kills other people or men specifically. And I think it's really interesting because all these other movies we're talking about is the women are mostly like harming themselves. And in, I mean, in Deborah Logan, she doesn't harm her. She also harms other people. But like, it is very much like like, in Emily Rose and in The Exorcist are, like, harming themselves in this really, like, detrimental way. And in Jennifer's Body, she's just, like, straight-up killing dudes. And it's, like, kind of awesome and also, like, super weird. But I would definitely... Does she eat them? Yeah, she eats them. She, like, drinks their blood. as uh, her, like... Whatever. I love it. Um, but it is, it's, like, cool, like, because there's so much, like, self-harm in these exorcism movies, too, and that's what's like, kind of disturbing to me is that, like, instead of these women getting treated for their self-harm, they're just, like further demonized um so jennifer's body is really interesting as a way that it's just like a violent movie with like a woman who's just taken over by a demon and is just killing men because of it so very if you're interested in that yeah (laughs) (laughs) the last movie we're going to talk about in this episode is the taking of deborah logan i tried to wash you in the river you know Mm-hmm. Um, we've been wanting to watch this for a while. It looked super scary. Yeah. Um, this movie is about an old woman who has Alzheimer's. It's a possession movie. Um, it does not involve any exorcisms, yeah. which is, it's really nice. uh, which is, it's nice. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's found footage, which is fun. Right. Um, but it doesn't really, it, you can forget it's found footage. You're not going to get like, kind of, I feel nauseous from yeah. watching this. So, um, it's And a, I think it's cool because like, because it's. Um, doesn't involve exorcisms. It's the reason it doesn't involve exorcisms is it's, it's because it's from a medical perspective. So the the main character is a medical student who's like interested in how Alzheimer's affects people's bodies, um, and so she goes into this as like I want to like track this woman's life and like figure out like how this disease is really affecting her and how I can like better treat people for in the future for this disease. Um, but it just ends up being like really creepy and weird. Yeah, it ends up being. <laughs> She doesn't have, I mean, maybe she does have Alzheimer's, but she's also being, like, possessed by, yeah. like, some kind of ghost. Yeah. Um, it's super scary. There's a good build-up in this one. It doesn't, like, it starts out with, like, 
you get to meet Deborah Logan. She's this old woman. She's living with her daughter. Her daughter's taking care of her. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just kind of, like, filming her and her life. Um, they're paying for her medical treatment as well. Yeah. Um, something cool about this movie is that they actually try to get her medical treatment. Yeah. I mean, her doctor in the movie probably could have done a better job, but instead of taking her to a priest, yeah. they bring her to the hospital. Right. And they... They try to they try different medications and they kind of talk about the symptoms. Right. Um, unfortunately, this is not based on a true story. The the two possession movies were based on true stories, and these yeah. women probably just needed treatment. This yeah. is just a movie. Yeah. It's not based on a true story. So unfortunately, Deborah Logan was just possessed. Right. Oh well. Yeah. But it's nice that her daughter and all these people were trying to help her. Yeah. So we're looking at like in the other movies, sort of like young women acting in shocking ways mm -hmm. to kind of like and part of the the way that the audience gets scared, but mm -hmm. um, Deborah Logan was already, like, she's she's elderly. I mean, she started out the movie kind of creepy, like, yeah. she'd, like, look at the camera, yeah. and you'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. So there's no, like, there's the shock factor. It's not like, oh, this, like, sweet old woman who I loved. It was like, I always was kind of creeped out by her, and now she's even creepier. Right, So yeah. that was kind of an interesting way to take it, which yeah. I liked. I was, like... It wasn't, like, terrifying at the beginning, but you were always kind of had this, like, this is going to be a scary movie yeah. kind of thing going on. Yeah, and I like that it, like, it started with, like, the Alzheimer's factor, and then it just, like, as the movie went on, you were like, actually, this is, like, definitely not Alzheimer's. She's yeah. just, like, very, very Yeah, the, the daughter Sarah actually goes to a priest and, like, tries yeah. to get a possession, and he's like, bro, the church doesn't do that shit anymore. Like, right. leave me alone. Yeah. He does not want to, right. like, exercise anybody, so they just have to figure out a different way to do it, which we won't tell, because that How might give away the ending, it. yeah. but it's pretty fun. It's a great movie. Um, it was really well it. done. Yeah. Um, there were lots of people of color in the movie, as yeah. opposed to all the other movies, yeah. where everybody, I think, was white. Right. Um... And I like how she was an old woman. Yeah. I, like, I mean, obviously, because it's about Alzheimer's, it's about elderly women, um, but I think it's just, like, nice to see old women in horror movies, because it it's always, like, the young girl or young woman, like, taking on this, like, Yeah, possession. no creepy children Looking in this one. Up. The daughter, Sarah, was also, she wasn't super young. Yeah. She was, like, I don't know, probably in her 40s, like, supporting her elderly mother, yeah. kind of dealing with that shit. Yeah. Maybe not so well. Right. Um, she was awesome. She was gay. Yeah, and she's gay. It was great. So I just want to give a shout out because we're talking about demon possession um, to a podcast that's way scarier and way better than oh, ours. So good. Um, called the Black Tapes, uh, which, if you like horror podcasts, I think is like one of the best ones out there right now. Uh, there's like definitely aspects of demon possession. It's like two seasons long, so I'm not gonna like summarize the entire season. Yeah, I've only but, watched the first one, but apparently um, the second one's really scary. The second one's really scary. Uh, it's a really interesting. Uh, story progression of this journalist who's really interested in these black tapes that are kind of unexplained um, supernatural phenomena um, that this, like, uh, skeptic named Richard Strand holds. Um, and so it's kind of like an exploration of, like, what's the deal with Richard Strand and what's the deal with all these tapes and, like, how are they all connected? And there's... So Alex Reagan is the, the journalist, and she always talks about how she hates demon possession, and it's her, the scariest thing <laughs> that she encounters in her, in her work. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to Alex. Yeah. To end our episode, we want to talk about a spooky thing of the month, um, which is actually kind of hard to come up with sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my spooky thing of the month is Kelly and I both live in Jamaica Plain, which is a... Um, Part Small of Boston. neighborhood in Boston. Um, and we live close to this place called the Goddard House, which is um, a former nursing home that closed down in 2012, but, like, still exists and, like, 
is always really creepy and I walk past it every day on my walk from work um, back home and it's always really scary looking and there's always just like one light that's turned on and the rest of the building just looks like completely like blacked out and looks like no one stepped in there for years and I've never seen anyone enter or exit but there's always just this, there's just like this one light that's always turned on and it kind of creeps me out every day but I think they're thinking about demolishing it so not for much longer not for much longer but whoever's in there I hope they're enjoying their time in a very derelict nursing home um yeah my spooky thing of the month is the Bridgewater Triangle billed as the Bermuda Triangle of southeastern Massachusetts <laughs> it's kind of bullshit it's definitely but bullshit. um I haven't seen it apparently there's a documentary about it yeah, uh, it's really stupid. it claims to have giant snakes bigfoot sightings and like apparitions of some kind yeah so and the way that people so I watched the documentary about it and the way that people talk about it is in a really like fucked up racist way because it used to be a Native American oh shit I didn't know that so they talk about like pukwudgies and like little like Bigfoot demons but and they're like oh it's because the natives like put a curse in the area and it's just favorite racist trope really fucked yeah I'm looking forward to watching the documentary myself at some point we love weird documentaries yeah um, but yeah, look it up. You'll have a good time. Yeah. Thank you for listening Thanks to... Thanks for listening to our second episode. Hardcore. We're hoping to come... We're hoping not to have a, like, three-month break next time, as next month is the Halloween month. Yeah. Our so favorite month. We're planning on watching some of the classic horror movies and talking about classic horror movie tropes, which I'm really excited to do. It's going to be a good of, like, time. feminism and racism. <laughs> Hardcore. Get in the car!